The Old Magpie by F. F. Read for LibriVox.org by Elaine Conway, England. Such a beautiful grove, where the trees, grand and high, seemed ladders of greenery to climb to the sky, and beneath them were flowers so sweet and so rare the bees lingered long if they chanced to stop there and the gravel walks shone in the light of the sun where dear little children would frequently run and they glanced at the trees looking up from their play imagining the warblers were happy as they there were dozens of birds in the trees overhead and at first in no stories i ever have read was more friendship and love shown if some nestling died it was really affecting to see how they cried and when a young family broke through the shell their odd fussy visits were funny to tell there was such a variety some were so plain drab colour all over without speck or stain and others with plumage so shining and gay that they dazzled your eyes as they fluttered away and their characters varied in equal degree there were some very talkative witty and free while others were shy and could never speak out what in their small heads they were thinking about while they silently gazed at the beautiful trees that shone in the sunlight and swayed in the breeze and some perter ones whispered they never could see any fun in thus staring straight into a tree among those i mentioned as being so shy and looking so long at the trees and the skies was a dear little poet now children don't smile and suppose i am telling you fibs all the while i'm sure by his manner that glance of his eye that he wrote lovely verses when no one was by and i really do think he had some little place that he furnished himself with both cheapness and grace where he wrote very fast with a twig for a pen and very much better than tall silly men i know of that haven't his sweet modest grace he wouldn't come flaunting his rhymes in your face there was one all the rest thought a very great wit one little bird laughed himself into a fit at such funny rejoinders and down he fell plump into some stranger's nest how he made them all jump then one twas a traveller who once every year flew his thousands of miles it was not very clear where he really had been but such hairbreadth escapes as the ship sharply rounded invisible capes and when quite rejoicing he took to his wings he saw such unheard-of improbable things that one day a young sceptic that perched on the tree the rest all attentive as listeners could be said what a remarkably curious lie but the rest quite subdued him by chirping oh fie then one was a genius at least so he said and he prided himself on the shape of his head he really did nothing but nothing at all while he thought all the powers of the rest very small then his voice was quite cracked though he thought he could sing which really did seem a ridiculous thing but they very good-naturedly gave him a place and never were known to laugh out in his face there were some always ready to wait on the rest and the other birds certainly loved these the best there were some that were chatterers and not very real 
saying oftentimes more than they really did feel but each found some friends and was courteous to each a height that i trust we may all of us reach but one day came a magpie he rented a tree where the birds rarely flew rather shabby to see for the lightning had struck it one terrible night when two nestlings were killed in their horrified sight there in a large crevice he kept all his stores he had really no need of strong padlocks nor doors for these birds were so honest and what could they do if he gave them the things that would sometimes peep through the trunk of the tree such a very odd mess would have been an annoyance a positive distress but he thought them most costly these treasured-up things they were nondescript berry half scissors and rings and shreds of old rags while well, i never have heard of such curious stuff to belong to a bird there he lived by himself but he often went out when the birds were all chirping and flying about and he seemed to know everything just what to say then he had when he spoke such an affable way that his influence was great and the birds thought him wise for his very sweet flatteries soon blinded their eyes he was friendly towards all and he talked a good deal while he seemed for the welfare of others to feel and he learned all their secrets now how it was done i cannot imagine i know there was none that could seem more delighted more anxious than he that the birds in the pleasantest way should agree but somehow it happened whenever he came that the ones that he talked to were not quite the same they thought they had suffered unmerited wrong and their love towards their friends grew less open and strong then they turned so suspicious these once guileless birds the sweet milk of kindness soon soured to curds then they grew so sarcastic the rest in a huff said they wouldn't stand such ridiculous stuff they heard something once that they wished they might tell but they couldn't speak out which perhaps was as well the magpie seemed sorry they could not agree there was never a bird so condoling as he but somehow the jarring grew worse every day the poet-bird said he no longer could stay he would seek some new haven of love and of peace till this bitter contention and sarcasm should cease then one of the shy ones said he would go too and one very bright morning away they both flew but they stopped on the top of the high shaded wall to sing a good-bye to their friends one and all the poet began when his friend touched his wing it really does seem a contemptible thing to listen in secret but as for this bird this magpie i know he don't utter a word that isn't a falsehood let's hear what he says he'll be caught that i know in his treacherous ways i've had my eye on him i'd like to find out what the smiling old miscreant is chattering about now the poet-bird couldn't well chide his dear friend but he hopped in great haste to the wall's furthest end the other stood under the tall blasted tree where some friend of the magpie unhappened to be i've so much to tell you i'm having such fun you wouldn't believe all the mischief i've done when i come here these birds talked of friendship and such but i stirred them all up gave the finishing touch 
and from loving each other they wrangle like men if they stop i say something they're at it again it's really amusing to hear them complain each one of the other they all are so vain when i flatter them up they bow down to my will each thinks me his friend and best counsellor still here the breeze shook the tree and he lost all the rest hist hist i am going straight back to the nest i have something to tell to our quarrelsome birds come help me to carry these very odd words so they stopped at each tree in succession and told what was said by the magpie so slanderous and bold such a scene when the shy one had all gone around the little birds flew from the trees to the ground then back to their nests such comparing of notes i'm sure the next day they had very sore throats there were looks of repentance friend flew up to friend the long reign of suspicion had come to an end such murmurings of shame for ridiculous things such caressing and sorrow and fluttering of wings such indignant low chirpings against the mean bird that had caused all their follies you never have heard one said he would tear the base magpie to shreds some proposed a small cannon well shotted with leads should be purchased and placed just below on the walk so when next the old knave with his treacherous talk should fly from his tree they might riddle him well then while he was dying their tale they would tell but the shy one they used to consider so dumb said friends this is nonsense i hope you will come to look with clear eyes at the facts of the case it is true that the magpies is treacherous and base but we all have most certainly been in the wrong now if birds were as loving and patient and strong as i think we may be this old magpie might fly with no one to heed a mean scandal or lie if you take my advice you will bid him decamp small punishment this for the tattling old scamp but on this bright day of reunion and love i think a right spirit in you it will prove the birds thought a moment and said he was right to kill him would only show anger and spite so they flew in a body and covered the tree where the magpie was perched up as gay as could be and the shy one as spokesman sang out very clear and the bird all amazement soon trembled with fear for the rest looked so wrathful he didn't dare move and his innocence really he couldn't well prove so he sat till the shy one had shown his great sin and then all the others in concert begin each one can recount some particular crime and all of them chattering so coarse at one time the shy one says just indignation speaks loud sir magpie you'd better get out of this crowd well yet you are safe go and never come back for when birds are excited all prudence they lack so he suddenly flew while small twigs and loud jeers flew violently round the old hypocrite's ears then the birds cooling off sang a very glad song and resolved to grow loving and patient and strong and now they are living in friendship and peace it is time that my rather long story should cease end of poem this recording is in the public domain